tip. Good afternoon. It is August 8th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Lemos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? We are back. We took a little break. We let the interns go out. They went on some road trips, trying to see if they could find themselves. They are back. We're back. Interns are back. You know what else is back? Football. Football, it's, I'm not, I don't know if I want to say like it's all the way back, but it is so close. It is so very close. They had the Hall of Fame game. Tomorrow is uh, the opening of uh, Hard Knocks. I kind of think of Hard Knocks kind of like the unofficial, you know, it's just reality TV, but it's like, ooh, guys are putting on pads. We're getting storylines. We're finding out, ooh, who's, who's going to make this team? We're finding out fringe guys. We're looking and seeing how uh, superstars are doing. MVPs are showing up to camp looking like, uh, like action heroes, oh, we're, we're, we're so we're so close, we're so close, Will. I think my biggest fascination. This seems like a real good milestone year. Where maybe it's like this every year. Perhaps I'm just going to reiterate points I've I've done every every year before. But it feels like every team feels like they're one piece away if their quarterback could just play a little bit better. And I think we're either going to have very very few surprises going forward or we're going to have a ton of surprises by next year where we're either going to have an entire new staff of quarterbacks rolling in or we're going to you know lock into a lot of teams this year I think there's a lot of make or break teams where question marks all over the place I think there's potential there I think there's teams that think they've seen some good things and then some teams that just haven't seen anything and are just thinking yeah this will work we'll, we'll give this a try whatever we did last year wasn't working but I'm very interested in seeing which teams are going to remain with the same starting quarterback they start with this year, especially going into next year. But uh, mostly let's, uh, I mean, there's so much we can get to. We, I don't really want to break down every single news thing that's happened since we've been off, but how about we just break down a couple divisions here, especially let's start with some of the fun ones. Uh, and we'll do this every week until the season starts, but let's start with the AFC West, which consists of the Los Angeles Chargers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. All of which have made all sorts of additions in this offseason, some with some subtractions as well. Kansas City has dominated the division of the past, which is, is you know, maybe not so much to say much of a feat here. You know, the the Chargers every year feel like they're one step away. They got the hotshot young guy, the quarterback's there. Yet they seem to find ways to lose games, and they've switched coaches a few times now. I, I'm not sure if I'm entirely buying into it, but at some point, this talent has to amount up to something, and it feels like this will be the year where the Chiefs suddenly struggle and maybe someone else steps up. Now, between the Chargers looking like the team that was finally going to do it in the past and maybe the Raiders slowly becoming that team, definitely making some coaching investments of the past, they made a big, big move this year to get a quality wide receiver in Devonte Adams and you kind of mix all that in with Russell Wilson going to Denver Denver who's quietly always had these really nice teams and arguably maybe the worst quarterback rotations of the past five ten years I mean what was Peyton done we got to rewind it that far back before we can really get somebody worthy of wearing that uh that quarterback jersey in Denver the, uh, the announcer yeah yeah I don't know if you know him he used to play football he, he wasn't what before you saw him in all these commercials, like, do you think some people don't know who Peyton Manning is? I maybe I don't know, young kids probably. All right. So with all that being said, all that little quick summary right there of you bouncing in and back here, I just kind of recapped what uh what every team's kind of done this off season. Who you got? Like, who's gonna win the division this year? I I think I think you still go with you go with Patrick Mahomes. 
you know, Justin Herbert is looking like he is, he's the real deal. I just, I just, I just don't trust the chargers. Just, they always do something and they're always supposed to be the, the new hot thing, but well, they're out there in, in California. And we've, we've talked about this before that they got other things that uh, you know on their mind out there, but in Kansas city, it's, it's the chiefs and it's Patrick Mahomes. And I think he's gotten some unnecessary uh, flack. I mean, that's not correct. Right. Cause you know, he, he has struggled, but the, Oh, well, you know, he's struggling. Well, Patrick Mahomes struggling is like a lot of other guys at their absolute very best. So I think he's going to come in and I think it helps, you know, actually getting knocked down a little bit that you realize, okay, I gotta, I I gotta step it up. This isn't just going to come easy. You get back into, uh, into the video room and I haven't really heard much from him. And I think that's actually good if you're not seeing the, the videos of, Oh no, look at this workout that he's doing. He's doing this crazy training with wiffle ball bats or something. It's like, no, no, I haven't heard anything because he's just chugging away. Doesn't need to be in the, in the media. So I'm, I'm still going with uh, Mahomes and the, and the chiefs. What, what do you think is the most important position in football? Quarterback. Who's the best quarterback in this division? Patrick Mahomes. And there's not even a hesitation with that. Now I'm going to ask you the second question. Who's the best coach in this division? I mean, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's not it's I, I, I think it's Andy Reed. I still think it's Andy Reed. I don't think, you know, I like this is other good coaches in this division, but I, I still think it's Andy Reed. And I think you combine having the most important player position, even if you have weaknesses at every other position and disadvantages to all these other teams, you still have the most important guy. And the best guy of those guys. I mean, I'm sure there's some other people who maybe would take Josh Allen, and I'm not going to argue over that. I think that's fair. But I'm I'm okay with Mahomes. I'm not. You're not losing. This isn't a consolation prize having him go out there, even with a weak team, even without Hill. I, I think you're going to find out how talented this guy truly is. And I think the experience of Andy Reid mixed with some new motivation for this guy is still a really lethal formula. I want to buy into the Chargers. I think, I think it is going to be it is going to be tough because you, you you know who all those quarterbacks are, and you're playing in the same division. You're going to play each other twice. You know all the all the home and homes, and it's just a matter of if they, you know, kind of just eat eat themselves. You know, you see that in, in college basketball sometimes, where just kind of the middle of some of the the conferences they just beat up on each other, and it, it's tough for some some of the teams to kind of separate themselves. Like it's gonna be a fun division. I think there's gonna be a lot of scoring. Every one of these teams, beyond I guess, other than the Chiefs, got better offensively. They added something, or they improved somewhere they drastically needed to. I think the Chargers overall, on paper, I mean, they do the Cleo Mack trade this year. I assume Bosa will eventually be healthy, and that's that's just a really nice roster over there on paper. I don't know how this team hasn't been as successful in the past, and why we suddenly think, well, they were almost so close last couple of years that suddenly almost is going to be good enough this year. That's, that's the hardest part with all of this Denver. I mean, do you think Russell Wilson's a good quarterback? Like he's, he's better than average, but is he great? Uh, he's definitely, he's definitely getting older. There's a reason that, you know, Seattle didn't do whatever they could to, to hold on to him. So you, you have all these interesting offenses this year. I'm going to flip the coin a little bit to a fantasy question. Now, now you got to give us something here. I know you're always private with all this. You don't want to give any draft secrets. 
This is kind of an easy one, though. I don't think this is going to really infiltrate the, the Zach mind of fantasy here, right? So <laughs> would you draft any of these defenses? Because they're going against these guys every week, right? So is this like a stay away from division entirely? See, I I don't draft. I don't really look at defenses for the entire year. I'm much more of a of a week to week on the on the defenses. So I, I got to imagine anytime they're going against one of these offenses, like you you don't want them. So it's probably some like you don't want to draft those guys, like those teams. Now on the flip side of that, I have seen this work as well, where you have the defense who who's just going against a team who's trying to play catch up. And they're just chucking the ball all over. You know, maybe you get a couple easy picks. Suddenly a game that was kind of a blowout turns into a bigger blowout. Maybe you get a couple points on defense that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise with a team just trying to keep up with a hot-scoring team. Just just something to think yeah, about. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing – yeah, none of them are even in the, like, the top half. So I'm just going to think that it's not – not not something that I'm gonna even even entertain. Yeah, I don't know if I'm impressed by any of these defenses either. And I and I do think the the weekly thing is probably the best way to go about it. I, I I think it's just more of every year. I don't know if you quite have four teams that stacked offensively in one division. It's, it's just an interesting thing to talk about. All right, so we we both are kind of in agreement. I think we're I'm gonna go with the Chiefs number one as well. I it's it's hard not to. I I just don't trust any of the other teams as much as I like them and I like the moves they've made. You get, you're going to have to knock off one of these guys before I really get impressed by it. Like, I could easily see Russell Wilson struggling like he struggled in the past. I could see the Raiders having the same problems they've always had. And we've already mentioned the issues of the Chargers of the past, where it's like, I don't know why they keep losing these games if they're supposed to be the real deal. Now, number two is where this really gets way more challenging, if you ask me. I'm I'm going to ride with San Diego. Not San Diego. Oh, man. I feel like we need like a buzzer for all that. Yeah. This this division, especially here, I got to I gotta know Las Vegas and, and L.A. on this one. Yeah, a lot of, lot of movement. A lot of movement. And then we got to really, I, I, I want to really get used to the commanders. I got I to say that out loud a couple more times in Washington over there. We, we got to <laughs> kind of dial that in. But, you know, we took two weeks off here. You know, it's his first talk of football. I, I just feel like I haven't used these muscles quite in a while. But either way, I'm, I'm rolling with the Chargers at number two. San Diego, Las Vegas, L.A., whatever you want to put them, it doesn't matter. I think they're going to be the second-best team in this division. I do think everything kind of comes together. I, I just I just think the Chiefs, like you said, are going to come out with something to prove, especially being picked. I mean, I, I saw someone the other day saying that these this team made the least amount of improvement in this division and that they're going to finish last in this division. That seems like a world that doesn't exist. I, I can't imagine the Chiefs struggling to the point, especially to these other teams, to the point where they're last place in this division. I, I don't I don't see that happening. But I do see the Chargers being a little bit better this year. And I'm not entirely sold on the Raiders or Broncos. I think there's a lot of buzz, but I'm not really in love with, with everything there. I think they've 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 invested so heavily in a formula that's only kind of worked and hasn't exactly been proven yet. So I, I'm I'm much more shy on them. I have a little bit more confidence in, in the Chargers. Did did we are we in sync right now or did you go somewhere else? Uh, I think that the the Raiders are going to be the worst in the in that division. All right, who'd you get at number number two then? Yes, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. But I think that the the top three are much closer. I think the Raiders are going to be much 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 farther down. They're they're going to be there on the outside looking in. I I went with uh, Raiders three and and Broncos four. I want to be in. A, I, I'm not sure Russell Wilson's that good right now. 
I, is that weird? Is, is my am I gonna get like hate mail for saying that? Is, is that like I I don't think he was very good last year, and and I'm not sure he's exactly the the right fit for this team. I think this team is so desperate for quarterback that it might just work, but I think they just got an aging quarterback that's 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 just okay right now, and I I don't know if this is the drastic improvement over Drew Locke and all of the other kind of messes they've had over the past year. Is, is that crazy to say? Am I, am I saying fight words right now? Crazy. I think it's a little crazy to say. Russell Wilson equals to Drew Locke. That, I don't think you're going to get a lot of people saying that. All right, well, I, I think he's a little bit better, but I'm, I'm worried for him. I, I love all the receivers on Denver, too. I've, I've drafted them very heavily in fantasy, and I'm kind of excited that they may have a qualified quarterback. I'm just not sure if Russ is, is going to be the guy. I'm, it, it just it could easily work, but I I could easily see this team just struggling all, all season, especially offensively trying to keep up with some of the other other teams. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm getting out of there. All right, anything else you want to add for the AFC West? Nope. All right, well, we're gonna flip the coin to the other side here. Do the NFC West. You got the Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals. Big news over this division is Rams really good. Niners announced they want to go with the young guy in Trey Lance. Seahawks trade Russell Wilson to the other uh, team we just talked about. And Kyler Murray gets paid big time in Arizona. I also think there's the not-so-positive news of a wide receiver missing in Arizona uh, in Hopkins. How, how many games is he out for? Was it six or eight? Ah, man, I, I, that's 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 kind of what I had in my mind. I was hoping he would know one or the other. But, yeah, all right, so he's going to miss some games. He's he's not going to be there. To me, that is a huge red flag. I don't think this was really good offseason news for Murray, which is weird because he got paid, and I, it just seems like it was all kind of a distraction. He could easily come yeah, six games. He could easily come in and, and be fine, but I, I actually think that's going to be the worst team in the division is going to be Arizona. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely in love with that. I th- I'd say that's... Dude. Did, did you see who is uh, the starting quarterback for uh, Seattle? I did. I did. I, I think uh, I think they got a coach that might do some clever things this year. I think you, you give him some desperation, and uh, suddenly Pete over there, Pete Carroll's going to come up with some wild stuff. It better be really wild. I, I think it is going to be wild. I, I'm not sure the team is, is as bad as everyone thinks. I still think Metcalf is really good. And I, and I think Pete Carroll is always going to try and run the ball, and that's going to keep them in more games than you think. Well, hopefully Metcalf still got that speed to uh, chase down uh, guys going for pick sixes. Maybe that'll be uh, <laughs> that'll be the the best uh, the best offense they got. Hey, but if you needed a guy to do it, he's probably you probably drafted him top three of all the league. Chase down guy, he's probably the number one pick. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for all the time. <laughs> Who's the best chase down guy in the league? Yeah, that's who we need. That's that's the answer. All right, well, will you tell me why why Arizona is going to be better than Seattle? <laughs> Kyler Murray, really good. Even the weird stuff with the contract, he got paid. He got paid for a reason. On the other side, you have Geno Smith, an older Geno Smith, and you know who his backup is? Drew Locke. Basically, as good as Russell Wilson, Drew Locke. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm enjoying all this association right now. I, th- I think you're. Yeah. Uh, I think you're hurting my credentials. This is this is supposed to be my debut in football this year, and you're making me sound like I'm saying nothing but crazy stuff. Did you see Geno Smith play last year? No, I enjoy watching football. That's that's not fun. 
Did you enjoy watching Kyler Murray play last year? When he played, he was he wasn't hurt all. He was hurt sometimes. He's he's kind of inconsistent. And then, well, he's he's kind of small, right? But right. when he's running around back there, very entertaining when he's on the run. But I think the league's figured him out a little bit, and I don't know if he's going to be able to figure everything else out. I'm not I'm not sure how good he is. I think there is a a surprise factor with him, and I and I do think that's still an advantage of being able to kind of take advantage of a broken play and make something out of nothing. Okay. okay so we're talking, you know, Geno Smith. Do you know how old Geno Smith is? No, I, there's no reason so, to venture a guess. 28. He's 31. So you're not too far off, but when he got drafted by the jets, those two years he played, you know, double digit games. It was legit after that. Last, well, I guess one year he played five games, and last year he played four games. The other ones is twos and ones. So if you add up his past one, two, three, four, five, his past six years, it's like maybe a full season of games. There's a reason that he's not playing. He doesn't, just, he doesn't finish. He doesn't finish it out. I I say this every year for football. Half the teams that made it last year don't make it the next year. I think this is one of those teams. The Seahawks. That's the team you're going with. Didn't you go with uh, the Washington football team last year? Hey, Fitz. That made I, way more sense. Fitz. Fitz was. Fitz was looking good until he got hurt the very first play of the first game. All right. Yeah, you know that was that was, that was, way that was fine. More. That wasn't that wild of a pick. I I stand that, by that was that, okay. Yeah, that one. That and, one. There's at least like by the way, I'm behind not, it, I'm and like picking, you know, we can go along in your fantasy ride here. But I'm not picking. I'm not picking Seattle to win the division here. I, I got Rams, Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals. I, they're they're going to be just a game better. Like they, both these teams are going to struggle. I mean, I, it's not even like I have high expectations for uh, for the Cardinals. I think all the Kyler Murray jokes. I think they're funny. The you know when Call of Duty comes out. That's when the season uh, zips <laughs> off. Uh, you know, it's all it's all all fun and games, but I definitely I think that they're going to be uh, easily better than the than the Seahawks. Will they be better than the Niners? No, no, no. They're not that good of a team either. The, the Seahawks and Cardinals are going to struggle this year. I'm, I have I have very low expectations. I think losing Hopkins for as many games as they are is going to be a disaster after a slow start. I'm not. I don't think they're going to put it together. I'm not in on it. I'm I'm much more concerned about Trey Lance at the Niners. I think that he's going to lose. Do you, do you think Trey's going to finish out the year? Like I, I think if they don't trade, have to because they're getting rid of Jimmy. So okay, they are getting rid of him, but he's still there, right? Uh, they gave him permission to talk to other teams to try to figure out a trade. It was the last I heard. I I don't I'm I until he's really gone I don't trust Trey Lance finishing out the year there I still think there's a chance that Garoppolo gets another another shot at it and that no, seems man they're done he's not he's not a training camp okay that that's fine he's 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 still he's still on the roster and and Lance hasn't done anything stupid yet because he hasn't he hasn't looked great in the past and I I haven't seen anything that's gonna prove prove to me that I I should have any expectations for Trey Lance I thought he I thought he was of the rookies. He he was the worst. I liked all the other ones a lot more, and he's got a really good team here where he's got a chance and an opportunity to take advantage of it. And but if he if he's good, I don't think he's gonna be much better than Garoppolo, which which might not be the worst thing. I mean, Garoppolo was good enough to get him pretty far in the playoffs, almost all the way. So you're hoping if Lance could be just slightly better than that, you actually have a decent chance. I 
I just think that he's growing faster than like this team needs a more more veteran quarterback than he's going to be able to provide them. The 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 young learning curves are really going to hurt them this year. Maybe he figures it out by the end of the year, and they got to hope. I they... think they're seeing they're seeing something because it was pretty early on, you know, even before training camp, when they said it, it wasn't a yep, we're gonna see. You know, it's every every position's uh you know a competition. It was nope. Trey is our guy. Jimmy is old news. He is gone. He will not be playing for the 49ers this year. All right, fine. Let's do the fantasy question for the division here. Okay. Would you rather have Cooper Cup or Debo Samuels? Hmm. I'd like to also throw in there that Allen Robinson has been added to the the Rams, and I, I think I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm sticking with Cooper Cup. You're still gonna go with Cup. I, yeah. I, I think Allen Robinson is one of those guys that if he if he was just on a decent roster any of the past years, we'd have a, a different opinion of him. And I think finally being on a, in a roster this talented with, with Cup on the other side, I, I just I think Allen Robinson is going to be a, a real good sleeper in fantasy this year. Uh, I, but, think the, I think the main thing is just uh, you know what Cooper Cup is, is going to give you. You know, he's, he's a wide receiver, and you have a track record, and this is the expectations. Where with uh, Debo, it's – well, he's kind of a wide receiver. He can play running back, and there's just a lot of questions on, well, how is the the team going to use him? You know, are they going to use him more as a wide receiver, more as a as a running back, and does that make him more valuable because he can play both positions? And you know, anytime you're getting more touches, that's good. But I think there's just more of a more of a mystery. Uh, you know, there's an uncertainty there you have to deal with. So that's kind of in the price. I think he'll have the advantage of a high usage rate, but I also think he'll have the disadvantage of the other team knowing that they're going to try to get him the ball a lot. Versus Cup, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to shut down Cup as is, and I think you are still going to focus on him. But there's a lot of other weapons to spread things out that that make I think cutting trying to shut down Cup a lot harder than trying to sh- shut down Debo, given the the rosters surrounding both of them. But you know, you know, fantasy, fantasy man, we're around the corner here, man. As if as if you'll answer a couple questions. Have you have you done a mock draft yet? No, no, no mock draft yet. Still, still, uh, early on for that. You know, I, I can't, you can't jump in too quick. There's still a lot of, a lot of storylines to come out. You know, pre, there hasn't even been a preseason game. So any of the mock drafts you do now, I'm sure are going to be going to be different in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, drafts are still, still kind of a ways off. I don't want to, I don't get, I don't get bogged down, get too distracted yet. I, I've yet to start anything. I, I just, some of my podcasts have started to include a little bit more football and it's like, oh man. It's here. Like I'm, I'm hearing it, hearing names again. We, we, you know, we're starting to get reminded of some guys that got moved earlier in the season, and and, and now it's now it's official. Now now everything's uh, set to kind of. I did have to. Uh, I did have to lock in a, a keeper last week, so that's been the, the first. Okay, like we're 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 getting close here, but I think they were just just excited, and it's a, it was it was it was a little early. All right. Well, we do still have a couple of weeks before that, so we will do some more football talk going forward. However, right now, let's. Do you want to talk the Watson thing? Like, do you really like? Do you want to, uh, before I move on from football? It was just, it, do you understand it? That he suspended six games? Kind of. Like, what I don't get is, it came out, he suspended six games. Okay. It was always kind of going to be one of those, it's like, hey, it was 23 women. That seems like a lot. Uh, there, uh, it seems like there was a lot of, he was going to be suspended this season, and then, it was going to be indefinite after that. And it's like, well, that's weird. Like you kind of have to put like, well, what's the, what's the penalty? Like what's what's it going to be? And so then they went to, and a judge came out and said, Oh, we, we think six games. And I think this is part of the new collective bargaining agreement 
where the you know it's not just the commissioner and this is where I'm like I'm confused because it comes out at six games and you have the more the Browns fans going oh, you know what that's uh that, that's not too bad you know we got this guy all right he's gonna play this year and you have the other people that are saying like hey six games that's not even nearly enough uh it's gotta be it's gotta be way more this is uh, despicable no 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 good but then I see that the NFL is appealing the suspension and I'm like well wait a minute the NFL isn't it the NFL that just suspended him? How and it's like no, no, it's not. And it's like maybe it's the players' association and just kind of like the players' association's always in you know on the players' side, no matter what happens, trying to you know it's kind of just like unions, like just trying to keep it down. But it's like wait a minute, so the NFL laid down this punishment and now the NFL is appealing it. So I'm I'm confused. That's why I was like I'm gonna put this on here. It was you know it was a couple of weeks ago, so it's kind of kind of old news at this point. But just trying to figure out is it, is it six games? Is it going to be? appealed to be less is it going to be appealed and it's going to be the rest of the season is is his career over i, I just i don't know I, I don't know either i also think the like are the fans gonna cheer him if he comes back week seven yeah yeah they, they probably will that's that's well i mean it's, it's this is where it's it's a you know a weird situation that we're in of how do you compare bad things and how do you compare crimes uh, wasn't it uh, Kareem Hunt? Uh, he had, I don't, I don't know if it was domestic violence and child abuse, but it was at least one of them, and it was bad. And then he got suspended, and then he came back and he played, and at first it was kind of, you know, like, ah, no, kind of want to stay away from him. But now that it's been a few years, it, it's not even not even really thought of. And I'm sure that there's, there's other guys that, you know, I'm not even really thinking of. Uh, I think it'll be interesting for people from a kind of moral standpoint, at least, like, do you cheer for him? And then it's, uh, you know, in fantasy, like, would you draft him? My biggest disappointment pretty much of this whole story was the way, and I guess I can give him some credit for it, was the way they structured the contract with the guaranteed money. Basically, regardless of his suspension, he, he was going to get that guaranteed money. Like, his contract's really what he's making, like, $5 million with, like, 50 guaranteed or something. It's something ridiculous like that, and then I didn't like that they did the the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Browns essentially agreed to all that because uh, do you really want a guy that's, that's you're expecting to get suspended on your team? Like, isn't that kind of a weird move to make? Like, why would you structure the contract like that if you're expecting him to be suspended? It just seems really weird that they're like, all right, he's a bad guy, but not that bad of a guy, and we can win with this bad guy just in the second half of the year. It just like who's starting if it's even longer term thinking of hey we're the browns we've been struggling for a long time we've been trying to draft a quarterback and that has not worked so it's like hey okay he's probably going to be suspended for all of this year but we'll have him next year and the year after and he's still going to be in his prime where there's a you know a bright spot that's like maybe it's only like six games this year maybe we can get through that and then we get him and then maybe we can make a run for the for the playoffs. I think that's their their thought process. You, you know the the all right. So this this is really what's going to boil down to is he's going to have to be really good. I I hate to say that, but I feel like you get away with a little bit more stuff if you're really good. Then you're worth it. If he's not that good, which is a chance this could entirely blow up in his in his face. For now, it's not worth the hassle. Now it's not worth the potential suspension. Now it's not worth restructuring contracts for. Like you have to be really really good. And and I wonder whether or not he's still going to be really good this year with with the team there. I think the team's got a chance. I just think this is a terrible start. This isn't, you know, you know I don't want to put that much more 
responsibility on the quarterback, but that's really what it, what it comes down to. I asked you earlier, what's the most important position? We said quarterback. The quarterback getting this kind of attention and just this kind of drama constantly that's just not going to go away. It's not like he comes back game seven and we forget all of this. Do you, like, do you think those conversations are going to stop? Do you think there's not going to be protests about saying, I can't believe they only suspended him six games? I, I don't know what the right answer is. I'm not here to implement a better system on exactly what the punishment should be and and, and, and you know we should get rid of players like this in the league I, I I think I think I think guys make mistakes I think some people are better than other people but we have a system that's supposedly justice in in this and and if you're unhappy with it we change the system I don't think once the system makes a decision it's really worthless to kind of argue about what actually happened of it so they made a decision it's six games I'm not in agreement of it I'm a little confused like you are between who's actually responsible here. I think years ago we were really upset that it felt like Goodell was kind of winging the the, the punishments, just kind of, and I think this is that, I think this is that. There really wasn't a, a process or, or, or a board or really a responsible like group doing it. it. It felt like he was kind of doing it all internally. And now we have external people doing it, and they made a decision, and it almost feels like we got the same sort of results. So I don't know, maybe people are just never going to be happy with these results. At the end of the day, I just want to encourage all athletes to just not put any of us in these situations where we have to talk mm-hmm. about it. We got to live through it. And and I, and I know there a lot of these guys are young. They got a lot of money. And and there's I, I there's the, the, there's advantages you could have in this world with that and then there's advantages you just shouldn't have. I I don't know why you can't be just a, a decent human being. I know plenty of people that get massages all the time. I don't remember any of them having these sort of issues with this this many people ever. And I think that's a lot more the concerning part that this is clearly a pattern. And and I don't think this is a pattern that he's like is he gonna just stop at this stuff? Like do you think he's gonna like the second he gets caught doing anything remotely close to this, I feel like this all blows up in his face. And and that's why I don't think this is gonna end up working out. I really don't think it's gonna work out. And as much as I, I was hoping for Cleveland to finally get a quarterback, it feels like this is the most talented quarterback that maybe he's put on that jersey in a really long time. And and, and I'm not sure he's going to make it anyways. It's uh, it's a little unfortunate for them. But, you know, I don't have any sympathy for them for the way they structured the contract. Like, they really took care of this guy that I'm not sure needed to be taken care of. I'm not sure he's that good and or that powerful or that dominant of a player to be worthy of all of the kind of special care he's getting throughout all of this. Well, clearly the Browns thought so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not drafting him. I mean, are you drafting him in fantasy? Would you even consider that? No. I mean, it, it's again in your fantasy. That's your best, your most important player. That's going to score you the most fantasy points. I, I can't imagine banking on a guy that's not going to play the first six games, and then hoping that on that seventh game that they just hit everything in stride. Not not so much fun. Not that fun of a topic. But you know, I it, I agree. We did have to talk about it. I think we did. But we had to say, we had to say, and we'll we'll really try not to talk about that until uh, until he's actually on the field doing something. You know what's gonna be funny is I don't know who who's gonna be the guy instead of this. Like, what if that guy's good? Like, what if the what if the Browns are six and zero? Like that's oh, gonna, like there's some sort of uh yeah. Like, what if they're just awesome this year? And then it's like, oh, do we want Watson? Like, they're are, six and zero with this guy. Do you care to know who the uh, who the uh, kind of like in quotes backup is? Uh, former Patriot. Is it Hoyer? Jacoby Brissett. Ooh. That that's not. I mean, that's not awful. I I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be betting Super Bowl odds on it, but I I wouldn't be shocked if they're at least three and three with Brissett. I I think that's that's fair. 
This isn't that bad of a team. This team, if they run the ball, which they have the the roster to run the ball, could, could easily get away with like a a, a, a just game control kind of quarterback. We'll see. We'll see how how everything f- plays out going forward. But I, I'm with you where it's it just it just isn't fun to talk about. This isn't cool. I just want to talk about how good this guy is. He 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 was a really good quarterback. And 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 sadly, his uh, his personal choices are kind of affected with my opinion of him at this point. It's uh, mm-hmm. it it is it is what it is. He won't be the first guy or the last guy though that that that, that does that, and he'll have to earn, you know, my my interest back. And he, and he maybe can do that with some some really good gameplay and maybe uh, you know kind of changing his character around a little bit. Uh, all right, on, on some let, let's just get all the bad news out right here while, while we can on the on the lot less and much more more. <laughs> Celtics uh, sad news uh, this week where uh, Bill Russell has passed and we we both messaged each other like when it happened just kind of like wow I I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like like Superman just died like this is this is Bill Russell this is the 11 rings this is the Celtic legend defensive player I it's it's funny I was just on the road and I was listening to the the Jack McMullen icons podcast and the very first part is Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain talking about how close they were and and there's there's some real goofy stories about that. They used to they used to stay at each other's houses like when, whenever they were visiting uh, their opponents uh, on the away games over there. And just uh, just just I guess just real sad news. I mean, he was an older individual. I, I suppose you know he managed to stick around as long as he was, and just an icon. I, I don't know what what else to really say about this beyond uh, it's it's a true loss for the Celtics and uh, and the NBA as well. Uh, what would they name? Do you that? think that they'll uh, they'll retire the member uh, across the league? No, I don't. I know there's been some kind of grassroots because obviously, obviously the Celtics uh, retired his number a long time ago. But trying to kind of do a little uh, sort of like Jackie Robinson in the uh, in the MLB, where I, I think it was uh, Marion Rivera was the last one. They had retired it while he was wearing it, so uh, he, he kept it. And then they actually have uh, Jackie Robinson Day, and everybody wears the wears the number. So uh, it'll be interesting as it gets closer to the season if there's any sort of uh, talk from 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 the league on that. But that would that would be an interesting interesting move because you know definitely was a huge part of uh, part of the league. You're listening to people talk on the on the on different podcasts and just saying just both uh, an amazing player all the the civil rights work that he was doing off the court almost the opposite of what we were just talking about with uh with, you know Deshaun Watson of you know you can choose what you're doing off the court and you know both both very very different directions uh it's interesting just to hear 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 the stories you know from from Jackie McMullen to you know to Bill Simmons to just all all the the really heavy hitters you know even just like the, the Boston heavy hitters and I think What's even more impressive is you go through all the the awards, you know, Hall of Famer, five-time MVP, I mean, five times. That's a crazy amount. You know, 11-time NBA champion. You can't even put all the rings on, on one hand. And then you you hear, well, you know, they didn't like start tracking blocks until the, you know, the 70s. So he definitely would have had those records as well. And it's just kind of these – we're not going to have these kind of legends, you know, for, for much longer because everything's going to be on TV. Everything's recordable where it's just like, no, no, like if, if it, if it had been tracked, he, we, I think he would have averaged six blocks a game. And he's like, 
I don't know if that's true or, or if it's even close, but you, you, you don't know. So it's just, he's got all these accolades and he easily could have had way more. Uh, it was always, always fun to see him uh, at, at the games, you know, show up to some of the, the, the big, big Celtics games and always, always got the, the loudest ovation. I, can you think of anyone that would have been louder than him? Oof, uh, in Boston? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think maybe Belichick, but that's that's not bad company to be in, and and, yeah. I, and I think for 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 very very similar reasons, I I think you could get, yeah, I think you could get some some Boston appreciation on that, but but yeah, no, I mean, no no shame in, in that at all. Like that's that's, I we we talk about like I know how we got to the NBA where we are right now, and you know we're talking about a podcast about a sport that has so many different moving factors and all of this and. It really it goes back to you know Bill and had to really getting everything going over here and the Celtics really turning this league into a league and just dominating everything they can you know just line them up this is the best you got I'll, I'll beat them too it does, doesn't matter pure pure dominance uh, it is it is a little sad though you know we we've lost uh, now Russell we we lost Heinsohn it it does feel like a a bit of an era but a end of an era of it. Can't can't say it wasn't coming. I mean, Tommy, you know? Tommy was doing the uh, the announcing, so I'm gonna say it was a little more fan like forward. But it is weird, you know. Tommy, I think made a little more sense than and Bill Russell. Bill Russell's still kind of kind of around. That you know, when that that news came out, it's like I never saw Bill Russell play. Like I wasn't even close to seeing Bill Russell play. Like our parents are too young to have seen Bill Russell play. But it's still just the way he was around and just the way everybody talks about him. Uh, it, it's just, it's still, I feel like it, it hit harder. It's just like, well, it's not like I know him personally or anything, but just, you know, like you, you mentioned, like Tommy, we got the, you know, the, these, these guys that are always talked about, you know, you mentioned, mentioned Celtics, like, oh yeah, 50s and 60s Celtics. Like these were, these were the guys. The, the and, character references you mentioned that the way people talk about him in stories or how much that he meant to their careers or them learning how to play basketball or, or at any point, I mean, even to this day, I mean, we hear Kobe interviews about talking to Bill. Everybody's talked to Bill, and or not everyone had the chance to talk to Bill. So we came out and talked to you. Those, those are very, those are rare conversations that you you were able to have. And and I'm I'm envious of all those people that were able to kind of pull out, pick his brain, and just kind of hear the brilliance a little bit. I mean, I know in the Simmons interview, he was trying to do that as much as possible, and I can only just imagine what he gave Bill, just a little reporter. You know, big big podcaster, you know, the ringer, whatever. You know, all all, all big big time all that. But I just imagine what he would have told another player, uh, just even more relatable, and the kind of the secrets you could have pulled out of all of that. So I, I think it's a huge loss. That's uh, it's it's something I think we both wanted to jump on the podcast for. We're both on vacation mode still, and it, it definitely made it feel like, oh man, is it, how long until we do a pod? Are we, we sure? <laughs> We yeah. Sh- we sure you want to take some time off? Well, let's, let's just let's just let's get this done. We, I think I feel like we need to do something for this. So this is a a catch up a little bit here. So a uh, a deserving a deserving Celtic though. One of, one of the most uh, the most impressive stats you know I just want to mention before we before we wrap this up is ten and zero in uh, do or die games. So twice in the uh, in the I think in the. NCAA tournament and uh, maybe it's even more than 10. Maybe 10 was just the game sevens in the NBA, but just if it was a game seven, you know, it was, you know, 
your season's over or you're, you're winning the championship, he took care of business. And, you know, that great one about, you know, uh, at the, uh, the, the old forum and the balloons being up there and him finding the, the note that said, hey, when the Lakers win, the USC band is going to play and the balloons are going to fall. And he was just like, there's no way. And, oh, man, just talking about right now, it gives me jazzed up. He's like, <laughs> oh, there's no way. Like, I don't care what happens. Those balloons are not coming down today. Do you think in our, in our lifetime we will have some sort of form of a hologram rematch of some Russell Finals game or a Westworld recreation of something you can watch yeah. watch live? Like, is that our is that our best chance? Because I, I don't know what else we could be hoping for. Uh, these videos, sadly, the quality is not great, and I don't think you're ever going to truly understand how good this guy was beyond just the stories and the way people talk about him and. You know, you do mention the stats and all that, but I don't think anyone truly grasped like the the dominance and, and how physical this guy actually was and the effort that went in and the consistency over that many times. I mean, 11, 11 successful championships. You know, that's 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 the best you could do. I mean, you you know, there was that many of certain certain games you had to win, and you you won as as many as he could. Did very very well. So I shout out to Bill. I I don't know. Uh, I don't think everything is ever going to really be the same in Boston without him. I, I, I really don't. I can't even imagine who the next legend is going to be to go because, like you said, these guys are uh, getting all up there in age. This isn't this isn't coming out of nowhere. I, I think we all got another yeah, run. Yeah, no, eighty-eight years old. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good run. All right. Well, I'm going to do my best to try and find a topic worthy of following this, and sadly, we don't really have one. So um, no, there's nothing going to. <laughs> nothing gonna come to this level so i'm uh i'm sorry bill but we're we're gonna talk a little bit about this old sport called slam ball i don't know if you've heard of this i remember this growing up this was one of the most wild craziest sports it used to be on spike tv which i think is now paramount yeah i don't know you're gonna have to, gonna have to go back in time to rewind some of the transitions <laughs> between all of that but it was it was not i don't know if you know this but paramount doesn't have sports on regularly all right so this is this is even more of them trying to do something that hasn't been done in a while it was a basketball game you wore helmets there was trampolines and you were trying to dunk the ball i don't think there was was there free throws or was it like one on one if you had to get a free throw or something i can't remember exactly the rules Dude, of all I've of it i never actually watched the slam ball game i've only seen highlights and uh, it's it's weird because like you're saying it's it's mostly basketball, but there's like a mix of football and hockey, and it would either be like best dunks or it would be hardest hits. Sadly, the reason I think this sport is no longer is the injuries. One of the worst injuries I've ever seen, and it was on TV. I mean, all right, so you have you have points of the court where there's trampolines, and then you have points of the court that are court. Well, if you don't land on the trampoline when you think you're going to land on the trampoline, your ankles, you know, not really uh, not really meant to do that. And I saw this guy. It's what I tell you. It snapped like it was Gordon Hayward, like not good snapped. Like that's that's awful. And it was it, it, it seems like something that could easily happen over and over again. And I wonder the kind of volunteers they're going to get to participate in this this sport. But that all that being said, if I don't have to get hurt, I guess I'm kind of all for watching it because it was fun. It is a contact sport. They did get some really wild characters, which is the sport needs. This is going to need some monsters. right? This is going to need some crazy people that are really just kind of willing to put their life on the line, essentially. But I, I'm, I'm in for it. I think it's cool. Do you know do you know what channel is going to be airing on this? Like, is this still... I haven't seen anything about uh, what channel. I guess this is that it was originally broadcasted on the National Network, which later became known, like you said, as Spike TV. But right now they don't have a 
like I'm not saying like, hey, it's going to be on ESPN, the Ocho, or or whatever it is. But I, but now you know, in the the modern era, it might not be on you know traditional television. It might just be, hey, we have Slam Ball. Go to SlamBall.com and come watch. I'm all for that. I I could talk the Ocho too. I watched a lot of the Ocho that day. I have some some comments actually. Some some good news and some bad news. Do you want to talk about the outro or do you want to talk more about slam ball? I, I just more excited that it's coming. I, I feel like there's not a whole lot to really present here beyond. Yeah. It says, yeah. Summer of uh, 2023. So as that, as that gets closer, I'm sure we'll be uh, ready to talk about that some more. Well, once that actually goes on there, I'll, I'll start learning the rules a little bit more because I, I think it's worth checking out. It, it's a fun sport. If, if you've ever been bored in a basketball game and wish there was just a little bit more contact or a little bit more trash talk that you could actually hear. Cause I think that's one thing they got to do with this. I think they had them mic'd up a little bit last time. But if you're going to air this on anything, like let's just mic everyone up. Let's let's hear it all. I, I think that's an advantage they might actually be able to pull off here. Uh, I did watch the Ocho. If you're unfamiliar with the Ocho, if you go back and watch this uh, this old movie, old comedy movie called Dodgeball. They, I think at the time, ESPN had just come out with a whole bunch of extra channels. They had ESPN Two, ESPN News, ESPN Classic, ESPN News, and I think just out of a joke, this movie came up with ESPN the Ocho which was showing like lawnmower racing, dodgeball tournaments, and, and like all, all these other like wacky, weird side sports that are just, I guess, locally participated events. I like that this is, eventually became a real thing, and that was airing on ESPN2 during a prime Friday night. I watched the, <laughs> I watched a whole bunch of silly things. I watched... Uh, They've been doing it for a while now. They have, but I think this year was my favorite of all of them. In the past, there was a lot of pre-recorded stuff, and it's just a lot more fun when it's live. If, if I could tell it's pre-recorded, it, it's 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 just not as I'm not as into it. Uh, they did a lot of stuff on in like the same building this year, and I thought that made it a little bit more live, kind of action, uh, just a little bit better feel of it. But uh, my favorite slippery stairs. It's exactly as it sounds. It's a bunch of people racing upstairs. You are allowed to grab other people. You are allowed to pull them down the stairs. I saw there was a youth league. All the boys. One guy one step away. Goes for the reach, pulls him down by the back foot. He was one step away from winning. Just one, one step. And then that the guy had one shot of pulling out him. And of course he did. Everybody falls down with him. They all eventually try to make their way up there. But uh, I, I thought that was just endlessly entertaining. There was a uh, there was youth boys, youth girls, as well as adult males and adult females just, just going all at it, man. And just <laughs> I don't know how you got to do to be the referee of just kind of squirting all the lube on all over the stairs here. I'll take that job any day. That sounds like fun. I watched a lot of people almost injure themselves multiple times. And I don't know, maybe that's just my kind of entertainment. Uh, what was not so much fun was the highlight of the night that they had primetime did. The air guitar competition was a struggle. I'm not sure what I thought it was going to be, but I just thought the music selection was going to be so much better, and it just wasn't. And the energy was, it was just a little flat. And these, I just, you know what? I'll give the participants the credit in the world, man, but I don't think they're going to be airing that on ESPN2 anytime soon, ever again. I, I don't know who suggested this idea of air guitar being the the Friday night prime event, but they're they're probably, you know, looking for a new job today is, is, is really the feeling I got out of it. Uh, but it's still a successful day beyond the, the, the Quidditch quad ball. That was kind of wacky. I don't, I don't understand why, why we still need to have the, the broomsticks in that, in that, like, can we just not, if you're not flying on brooms anyways, why do we need brooms at all? Is that, is that weird? Am I, am I the first person to suggest this, that they could maybe accomplish the same sport without putting a broomstick between their legs? 
it's, it's is just it almost like when you're uh, playing a drinking game that you need to have a beer in your hand to like force you to only use one hand and so there's no like oh i accidentally used two it's like no you have your you have your hand on a broom you, there's no accidental i use two hands i think it's is like one of the most inappropriate athletic stances of any sports. And we have some, some qualifying inappropriate stances in other sports as well. But the fact that you're supposed to essentially have one hand gripped underneath your groin and another hand just doing whatever it needs to do to, to defend, block, and throw or whatever, it's just, it's just a real weird athletic stance. that you got to have that other hand kind of down there that whole time. I, I, I didn't like it. I, it made me uncomfortable. As well as there's there's, there's four balls going on here. There's like one scoring ball, and then there's like three other dodgeballs. I think if you got hit with a dodgeball, you had to run back to your own goalpost and touch before you could come back into play. There's a lot going on. Uh, one, of, one of the more in-betweeners that I, I thought was way more interesting, I don't know if you saw the Omega Ball. It's it's a round soccer field. There's three different goals and three different teams in one ball. <laughs> three, three teams of five, three goals in a round soccer field. And it's just soccer. How many teams is it? Three teams playing at once. This, but it's a round field, not it, triangle. It's a round field. The, the goals are evenly separated around the round field. Okay. And and you got three teams trying to score on 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 any of the two goals, I I guess. <laughs> all right. All right. It's, and it's, so you have you have three separate scores then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three teams, three separate scores, one field. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, maybe Seems like a. I'm I'm pretty set with the you know the soccer we already have, but you know some people don't. So here here's another option. It reminded me a little bit more of if you ever seen like the indoor soccer and like the rec leagues where they you're allowed to like bounce it off the walls, kind of like a hockey game. Almost. Oh, kind of like arena. Uh, there wasn't boards on this, but it is a lot more tighter of a game where you know you're you, there's not a lot, there's no fast breaks because you're kind of just moving into the half court of each half court if that makes any sense at all. It's like it's like there's no it's 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 like a it's like basketball where it's like you move from one paint to another paint you didn't really cross over half court you just ended up next to another hoop like you're you're not <laughs> and it's like oh well, let me try to score here you know you're, you're never in the how, center how many, you're never was, it really still, the... was it still eleven people on a team no it was five 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 on each oh, team okay so smaller okay smaller. so I th- I think it was five I think it was five in a goalie or four in a goalie. There was definitely like one person in front of each net that was either a goalie or like a prime main defender. Uh, but a an interesting sport that you would only see on the Ocho, and and that's about all I have to summarize for that. There was some other stuff that you know just wasn't as, as crazy. There was break dancing that that was all right. I, it's I'm not sure if I understand the sport and all of this, but the, hey, this is the only day they get to shine, so let them shine. Uh, all right, let's get to some actual real news here. I'll let you kind of follow things up and maybe close things out here with the ever-surprising college football rankings of which they have what team at number one? Alabama Crimson Tide. Wait a minute, is this the 2022 rankings or was this 2019, 2020, right. 2017? Tw- How long does this dominance go? Is this until Saban leaves? Is it just every year? I think he even came out last uh, or sometime during this and really just, you know, complete Saban style and said, uh, you know, last year was the rebuilding year for us. Like, oh, okay, you know, still uh, just all the way at the top, you know, barely barely struggled uh, during the season. And yet they are right back at number one. And yeah, that was my main thing was just you, you, you nailed it of like, well, 
so same as last year, year before, probably all that. It's just, is there, is there, yeah. When, when does this end? I dare, dare I say some, some Bill Russell type dominance where it's like, all right, so who's going to be Bill this year? Good luck. Like it's that, that's what you're going up against. That's, that's who's, who's up there. Uh, Road goes through tide, right? That, that's that's how it is. That's how it's probably always going to be. I yeah, still, it's been for a long time. I still don't have a whole lot of interest in the sport, mostly because of this. So as much as I have appreciation for the dominance of them, and I, and I almost kind of am rooting for it to some degree, it, it's almost if they weren't as dominant, I'd have more interest in the sport. I, I, I just, I'm rooting for somebody to knock them down, and I don't always think we have the greatest uh, opportunities to do that. I, I think it puts a lot of pressure on uh, maybe one or two particular schools and We'll see. We'll see if they're able to do it. Uh, any anything to look out for on the on those rosters there? Uh, I was just taking a, a peek at the uh, at the schedule. They play at Texas at the beginning of September, but uh, currently they're not playing against any ranked ranked opponents during the season. Which it, it's different from basketball. It's not like hey, you know they won't schedule against anybody. It's like, oh, there's only so many games and you have your conference games or the majority of them. So uh, there's only so much you can do. Well, that's around the corner as well as football, football, football. I, I can't wait for football. I, I This summer is so hot. I'm ready for a cold fall day. I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming it at this point. I've, this sweltering heat has been brutal. I've been on the road. It should have been way more enjoyable on the road, but man, it was just so hot. It's just too hot, too hot to do anything. Uh, you know, I don't really know how to close this out. I already started playing the outro music. I was going to talk about something else, but maybe we'll save it for next week. Uh, anything you want to tease for the people? All right, don't have tease, but I got, I got an announcement. Uh, big news in uh, in my family. Uh, my sister is pregnant, so I'm going to be uh, becoming uncle. So that is some exciting news that I got this week. And we're supposed to be sharing. Aren't you supposed to keep that kind of stuff hush hush for a little bit? I was told I could tell anybody I wanted. Ah, all right. Well, congratulations. We got another listener. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah, one one at a time, immediate family, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's the way we do it. So we'll see if uh, me podcasting as an uncle is any different from me podcasting just as a, you know, a regular civilian right now. Slow grow. Slow grow. We're going to slow grow this audience. Speaking of audience, uh, we are going to talk soccer, like legit soccer one of these, these days. I might have to replace Zach as a co-host, but... We will do soccer upcoming. I think we have a potential guest arising at, at, at one of these days. So it's, don't, don't get too too excited about it. His, his ego doesn't need to know about that. I, I actually think it would be even funnier if we went with someone else at this point after I just talked this all up. But <laughs> stay tuned for that. I, I don't know how we're going to organize it. We're going we're gonna to have two guys that don't like soccer try and talk about soccer with somebody who just doesn't like us and really likes soccer. But uh, until then, we will be back at our normal schedule. should be Mondays. Uh, you can listen to us on any platform you can find your podcast on spotify is our recommended one as well as podbean shout out to them anything else you want to do for the people out there just you know we might take a little break but we are back and we started our break after bill simmons and we're back before bill simmons so you know what come on bill you got to come back no more no more break time podcast breaks are over let's go so you think he has enough time to not do a podcast but has enough time to listen to you tell him that We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> little column A, little column B.